to Being 11. My name's Amanda Marsh and I'm inviting you to take a journey with everyday people as they recall their pre-teen years, sharing the good, the bad and the cringeworthy. And what, did you grow up in Perth? I did, yeah. Born and bred. Whereabouts? Uh, I grew up in a suburb called Nolamara, which is about 11 k's north of the city. Mm -hmm. um, probably just beyond the inner city these days, but yeah. was um, parents moved there when it was very much the uh, the outskirts and bush block and built the house on the quarter acre block. What year did you turn 11? Uh, 1984. So born 73, uh, turned 11 in March 84. So you've got a big birthday coming up. I have, yeah, the big 5-0. The street that I grew up on, uh, there were three houses and there was a gate into a the, what was, used to be called the Mount Yokine Reservoir. So no houses on the other side, uh, lots of bush, uh, lots of barbed wire fences to climb over and lots of uh, cricket in summer to play. Barbed wire fences? Yeah, yeah. We got, um, into the water reservoir. They, oh, okay. Yeah, but you know, as a as a kid, you become very adept at scaling barbed wire fences very quickly. <laughs> Youngest of four by quite a number of years. Mum and Dad built the second house on the street, and over years, that the, the neighbours that we had became good friends. And in fact, their children were all still very good friends. And so, you know, growing up there it was almost like this this mini village of just our three families and you know in each other's lives and you know it was a good place there was plenty of space to to run around and and be adventurous and do silly things that you do yeah. back then summer was all about uh playing cricket and riding bikes and so we had this uh this cricket pitch which was essentially the driveway and the road but uh if you were too good at hitting the ball, it would go over the fence into the reservoir. Six and out. Six and out, absolutely. Um, you know, but sometimes you just had to go for it. And so there was, we where the, the gate joined to the fence, we became very adept at, at scaling that and the three layers of barbed wire at the top. Um, you know, and, and I, I think of, well, here's a funny anecdote, when I can still remember a time where I was getting ready for school one morning, we hear this bang, which sounded like a gunshot. And we had a dog on this block and then the dog started going crazy. And my mum looking out the kitchen window into the backyard and she said, there's someone that's just jumped over the fence and basically ran up our backyard, opened the side gate next to my bedroom window and out the front. And my dad goes out the front and a few minutes later, we see what was a, a plainclothes police officer with a gun going, which way did he go? Oh, and I can still, long story short, it turned out to be there was some um, escaped prisoners that were found a couple of houses behind and watching them try to scale the fence and you know my first thought was mate you've got no idea how to get over that fence I could be over that in a flash and obviously they were caught by the police and it was on the news but that was the memory I, I remember thinking back thinking yeah I'm well trained in scaling fences and that evolved into you know sneaking out at night with friends and let's go into the reservoir at 2am in the morning and see, explore and, you know, see that we don't get caught. Did you swim in it? More often than not, we, we tended to avoid it, but there was plenty of other bush around nearby that we could explore on bikes and, you know, just killing time, yeah. you know, disappear for hours and come back at dinner time was the sort of rule. That was the rule, 
wasn't it? That was the... I'd just be back at 6.30. Yep, exactly. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom, and you would, you disappear for the whole day. It was just a, a, a one word sen you know, sentence to mum and dad, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. All right, see you later. Yeah. yeah. Fend for yourself, yep. be back for dinner. Yep, <laughs> don't get in trouble. <laughs> so does this place still exist? The water reservoir still exists. Um, it used to back onto channel seven and channel nine, but they've since gone. Um, so, you know, the, uh, uh, the family fun fair and the hole in one and all the activities that they used to run to get people into the grounds of the TV stations uh, don't exist anymore but you know that was certainly part of that area and growing up as well. See I'm unfamiliar with that because I'm a Melbourne girl. So well you, you know Telethon? Yeah. Yep so um, you could literally walk probably less than a kilometre from our place around the reservoir to Channel 7 and you yeah. could go into the studio audience of Telethon. Um, and then on the, um, the Labor Day weekend, they used to have the Telethon hole-in-one on their grounds and they'd have like a fair and a carnival. Um, you know, and so people used to park all the way up and down our street. And then they used to have this, uh, our, our <laughs> Perth people of this era and above would remember the Teddy Bears Picnic, which was a, a Sunday festival they had as well. So, I've heard of this. Yeah. I have um, a feeling it might still run. Uh, not to my knowledge, but okay. yeah, all these things happened in and around our area. And, yeah. you know, so we, uh, our TV reception was pretty good from what I remember as well. <laughs> we just run a cable. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't exist now. It's all housing, but um, again, there was not many houses around. There was bush either side. There was kangaroos. You used to see what? kangaroos, you know, in the reservoir and areas around. Um, snakes as well. I have a memory of our dog um, going at a snake and, and me coming out and my mum with this washing tub standing over basically ready to stop this snake and, and telling me to keep my distance and I was probably four or five at the time so you know. Did the dog survive? The dog did survive. Um, our next door neighbour had had chooks and you know had to deal with foxes taking the chicken so it was quite bizarre when you think now of Perth and the suburbs that was almost you know in some sense a, a semi-rural which was not far from the city at the time. Yeah. I mean it's, it, I can't picture it at all. So tell me more about your shenanigans. About, you know, you've, you've jumped over this wire. Tell me about your mates that you used to do this with. What did you get up to? Well, in the grand scheme of things, we're probably pretty innocent. You know, it was, um, you know, riding around or running around in the reservoir, you know. Um, did you make little jumps? We did, actually, yeah. Yeah, we all had bikes, um, you know, around around the areas where the bush was or where there was limestone tracks you would you'd make bike jumps we'd ride up to what what is now the the Mirabuka square shopping center but you know i grew up when that was first being built so you'd ride around through there Mirabuka senior high which was just literally around the corner we used to ride through there on the weekends and try and avoid the the caretaker who would tell you off and the rumor was would set the dogs onto you if you were in there too long so yeah it was it was just that it was just in many respects just boys riding their bikes we had this one friend who if you wanted someone to do something stupid you could rely on him to do it um <laughs> you know i won't mention his name in case he ever hears this but he just had no fear of anyone or anything 
to, to use a colloquial term, he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but you were glad that he was on your side if there was ever a scrap that happened because, yeah, he could handle himself pretty well. So much so, a few years after that, he ended up on the news because he actually helped apprehend an armed robber at a petrol station. Because he had no fear. Because he had no fear and he was right, and he couldn't drive. So, so he had epilepsy, so he wasn't allowed to get his license. Um, but you know, I can't believe I'm divulging these, but he, and he had an older sister, so we all had this little kind of posse, if you want, yeah. you know, guys and girls that were various ages and, and we were all, you know, mucked around together. But his mum was a single mum and she used to work as a nurse and she used to work night shifts. So she used to head off to work at eight o'clock on a Friday night, yeah. which we would all wait around the corner till she left and then we'd go into, you know, their house and that was, that, that was our hangout. Yeah. And he used to take his mum's car when he was 15 or 16 and go driving. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that was the sort of guy he was. But, yeah, you could rely on him. If you want someone to ride their bike down the slide, he'd be the guy who'd do it. And he'd crash and he'd come up laughing. If you wanted someone to go to the highest diving board at Beattie Park and jump off, he'd be the guy to do it. He just had no fear of anyone or anything. Knock and run, I don't know if you ever played that game. One night we did, another friend of mine who I just caught up with him for his birthday drinks recently, another, another mate and I met this girl and we both thought, oh, you know, she's quite cute. And he knew her and he said, nah, he said, her dad is full on. You don't want to, because he goes, I know where, but he said stupidly, he goes, I know where she lives. So we're like, as you do, well, let's go around to her house and say hello at night. On a- <laughs> so, so he, so this friend of ours is like standing at the front of her house calling her name because that was the strategy. No other strategy yeah, done. No mobile. No mobile. So it's just we'll call her name and hey, in our innocence and ignorance, oh, she'll just come out and want to hang out and chat. So he's he's calling her name out repeatedly, you know, with pauses. And then all of a sudden we see him take off running. Her dad came out. And his words were, I'm going to get you and I'm going to beat you up, you little shit. <laughs> and we've watched them run past us and we've turned and bolted. And, you know, so that was a, like, it was yeah. completely stupid, ignorant yeah. stuff. But that was the sort of stuff you did. Yeah, no street smarts back. No. And, and your parents didn't know any better. No. Um, you just came home at a certain time and went to bed and, you know, that's what you did. Being the youngest by quite a lot and with everything my other siblings had had, yeah. I, in some respects, probably raised myself. Yeah. So my parents just went, he's not causing us any trouble, that's fine. Well, that's a Gen X story, right? It is a Gen X raise story. Yourself. Yep, raise yourself, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's say you, you've, you've come back home, you're yep. hungry. Do you bring three mates with you or just you? No, sometimes, yep. And what yep. was for dinner? Oh, mum was a very traditional, Monday nights was roast lamb and veggies um, because my grandmother, her mum used to come over for dinner. Um, my grandmother loved a, a bet and a beer. Um, so Monday nights was Nana over. She'd have a beer, we'd have dinner. Um, dad worked three jobs. So dad actually was, he had his full-time job but to to make ends meet, to put us through school, to pay for Christmas presents. He used to work two jobs 
at nights and evenings. So interesting enough, for a number of years, I actually really didn't see a lot of my dad because he was always working. My mum didn't work. Uh, she went back to work years later for a while, raising four kids, putting food on the table. So, you know, your traditional dinners. Although I did, I had this conversation recently, um, a summer staple was watermelon salad. To this day, I cannot stand watermelon salad. Tell, tell me, like, what's, what's the gap between you and the next youngest? Uh, nine years. Wow. Yeah. Pretty significant. Yeah. So 13 years, 12 years, and nine years. Gosh. Yeah. So did, did you, what was your relationship with them like? Did you hang out with them or were you too young and you were an annoyance to them? I, I was probably in an, I was an annoyance because I wanted to, uh, I had, so I had two brothers and a sister. And so my brothers were, whatever they were into, I was, probably was into. And so I wanted to tag along. So I did become that annoying little brother, you know, their interests were sport and well my my eldest brother certainly you know gave it a good nudge in terms of going out and partying whereas my other brother still to this day doesn't drink but he was into surfing and that's what got me into surfing and you know I was always grateful for that that and it came about because um, and interesting it was when I was 11 uh, he was 19 and yeah he wanted to I remember he had a girlfriend at the time and I tagged along to the beach and so he gave me his boogie board as in get lost <laughs> um, so I did and that was my first experience of catching waves and I loved it and I was hooked and you know it solved a problem for him because he didn't have to look after me because he wanted to obviously go and hang out with his girlfriend at the time yeah. I remember some of us this will be quite funny yeah. thinking back to that year now we were really into break dancing oh my god <laughs> yes yeah Beat, ghetto blasters. Yes, and Beat Street. Yes. <laughs> oh God, tell me, tell me, you used to bust a few really. I good did. Moves. I did. I can picture them now. <laughs> and you look ridiculous. We did. We did. We we actually so much so that I think we we had enough impetus in our class that it was a bit of a talent show, and myself and three mates decided we were going to be a breakdance crew. <laughs> And looking back, you know what? We were terrible. I could just I, picture it. You know? Yep, we just were terrible. And I have, yeah, and we, we, you got the gear, and I can't remember, we probably even did some sort of, you know, face kind of makeup. And I remember one rehearsal walking down the steps from our school hall, and the other classes just all looking at us and like, oh my God, you guys look stupid. And you became really self conscious. And to this day, I cannot remember if we actually end up having the talent show or not. I think we just had the. You locked it from your mind. I have, yeah. I think it was that traumatic. Uh, well. Do you think maybe the teachers. I think. Went, the, you know what? Maybe not. What, what happened? <laughs> I think the teachers just went, nah, you guys are just nah, not up to it. It was all, it was um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, <laughs> Herbie Hancock, yeah. you know, all of that. That that was what was in, the Rocksteady crew, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you're taking me <laughs> back now. It is. Yeah, Beat Street was massive, I, you know. <laughs> A few years ago, I think I watched it on YouTube and I was like, oh my goodness, that was... And you would have watched that on repeat on your VHS yeah. That's right, yeah. You would have paused it to get the move down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you didn't get to... And then there was actually... You could actually go into the city. There used to be this whole kind of breakdance scene in Forest Place. 
people used to get the cardboard space. yeah and and you could go there and i can remember going to a friend and watching all these people who were really good break dancers and that's where they would meet and hang out in the city yeah. you know <laughs> yeah oh, there you go there's a memory that's just come flooding back yeah See, i always get them out of people well thank you rod for joining me today on thanks it was a lot of fun yeah, it's always fun, especially when you know, just random memories hit you when you just go off on tangents. Yeah. And, uh, it's been fun learning that you used to break down. <laughs> so, yeah, it will never happen again. That, that's well and truly locked away in the archives. I have a feeling I'm going to find a way for that to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure listening to you reminisce today. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Being 11. If you liked what you've heard today, don't forget to like, subscribe, or visit our website at sofromedia.com to see what else we do.